evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up later in the show, Scott Hennon from What's On Your Mind radio show. He was at the big Mount Rushmore event with President Trump, but at the Blue Angels, had this, I mean, unbelievable fireworks show. So Scott's going to sort of take us inside that incredible event. So please stay tuned for that. We start tonight with this. It was exactly, this is amazing, exactly three months ago today, so April 7th, 2020, Minnesota State Senator uh, and now doctor, always been a doctor, Scott Jensen joined us here on Point of View. And he said some things on the show that uh, had our interview go, let's just say, super viral. It was seen millions and millions and millions of times because he talked about how COVID deaths were being certified on the death certificates. Well, now because of the interview, Dr. Jensen, wait to hear this, believe it or not, is being investigated you heard me right, he's being investigated by the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice. Completely anonymous, who submitted this, he has no idea. I'm gonna play a small clip of our interview from April 7th, just to give you some context, context as to why he is being investigated. Can you repeat what you just said, please? Well, last Friday, I received a seven-page document that sort of told me that if I had an 86-year-old patient that had pneumonia but was never tested for COVID-19. But sometime after she came down with pneumonia, we learned that she had been exposed to her son who had no symptoms, but later on was identified with COVID-19, that it would be appropriate to diagnose on the death certificate COVID-19. Now we've not done that. If someone has the pneumonia after and, and it's in the middle of a flu epidemic and I don't have a test on influenza, I don't diagnose influenza on the death certificate. I will say uh, this elderly patient Sir, died of pneumonia. So with that being said, why would they want to skew the number of deaths due to COVID-19? Well, fear is a great way to control people. <clears throat> so Dr. Jensen put on a video on Facebook over the weekend talking about the investigation. You can see it on our Facebook page. That video has now been viewed nearly five million times just on his Facebook page alone. I spoke with Dr. Jensen earlier today on a Facebook Live about the investigation and much, much more. I guess the question is, what's there to investigate about what you said there? Well, I think that the facts stand for themselves. And I think if people had the communication from the Department of Health that I received on April 3rd, and then saw the, MD, the Department of Health's effort to clarify things a week later on April 9th, and then saw the additional clarification four weeks later, I think a lot of people would say, well, gee, it sounded like they came out with a document that was maybe more ambiguous and misleading than they, they intended, and they, they muffed it. And Jensen happened to be the guy who ran it up the flagpole with Chris Berg on a news program. And it could have been handled a lot differently. I mean, I think if the Department of Health had said, hey, we're sorry, we meant to be doing a good thing, but we see where we sort of muddied the waters. Here's what we want you to do. And we could have just gone over. They could have even called me, but they didn't. I mean, I, I sent a text to Commissioner Malcolm saying I'd be glad to talk about things. I've never heard anything. But I don't know how that could be spreading misinformation. The facts stand for themselves. And in my response to the Board of Medical Practice, I included multiple attachments 
that identify from coding authorities, the World Health Organization, uh, the CPT coding organization, I put in there what they tell us to do. And they specifically say that if you do not have laboratory confirmation, do not code U07.1, which is the code for established COVID-19 disease. They tell us instead, code the symptom that makes you think you might have COVID-19, such as fever or cough or shortness. We have specific codes for those symptoms. That's what we should be placing there. The thing that really bothered me about that initial communication from the Department of Health was they said, if physician thinks that it contributed to, well, that's wrong because if something contributes, that's not supposed to be put in part one of the death certificate. That should be in part two for contributing conditions. And that just flew in the face of everything I've been doing for 35 years. I've checked with hundreds of physicians. They agree with me. So, you know, I think that at some level, this is like, Doc, can you hear me, sir? Can you hear me okay? We got you now, my friend. Go ahead. You said at some level, what? I think at some level, we need to let bygones be bygones and recognize that the Department of Health has tried to do the right thing. They have now established that their COVID-19 death count will be established only with laboratory confirmed cases. If they have COVID-19 showing up on a death certificate without a confirmation of a laboratory test, they are putting an asterisk by that. They're identifying that on their dashboard and they'll research that more down the road. But I, I think this is critical. So just to be clear, because of what you said, the Minnesota Department of Health changed the way that they were coding or reporting COVID-19 deaths and or related deaths, correct? That's correct. So should we be applauded for what you did rather than being investigated? It does befuddle me because, you know, maybe there was another source of motivation for them other than myself, but certainly my voice was prominent. So I think the Department of Health not only changed the way they were doing things, the Star Tribune came out and said, we are no longer going to use death counts coming from the Johns Hopkins because we are going to use where laboratory confirmation comes in. So even the Star Tribune said, we're going to make a change. And I think we've seen this play out all over the country. Pennsylvania reduced their death count by 201. Colorado reduced theirs. And then we see New York go the other way. They said, well, we have a, a preponderance of deaths within a certain time frame we haven't seen before. So we're going to assume that those deaths were COVID-19 that we just were not able to identify. And so their number of COVID-19 deaths literally went up 50% in one day. So clearly there's an issue with what are the facts? What should we be doing? And it makes it difficult for the public to trust what our leaders are trying to tell us. Well, like you and I have talked about, I mean, death is final. So there's, there's, there's no rush here. Uh, I asked you in that video, why would they be miscoding COVID-19 deaths? What's the purpose? Have you got any more clarity on why that might, might have been or still be a possibility? Well, I know this is going to be an inflammatory statement to make, but I'll say it again. Fear is a great way to control people. And whether or not that was the intent, I'm not gonna to speak to that. But I do know that this occurred, our interview occurred three months ago today. And honestly, for 90 days, I have been seeing patients or 92 days, whatever it is, I have been seeing patients that are absolutely 
petrified with fear. I had a 50-year-old guy today come in and almost broke into tears as he talked to me about how his son was struggling with what's going on with this COVID-19 Paul and how he's thought about committing suicide, his son. I had another patient crying. This isn't stopping. We need to stop the fear. We need to remember that in Minnesota, when you wake up in the morning, your chances of dying from some sort of an accident are four times your chances of dying from COVID-19 if you don't live in a nursing home. Can you say that one more time, please? The chances of dying what? If we look at the death certificates that we have available and we look at the category of accidents, if you look at the fact that we have had approximately 300 COVID-19 deaths in Minnesota during this pandemic in regards to people not living in long-term care facilities, 300 plus a few. We have far more than that of people dying of accidents and suicides. We have a far greater chance of waking up in the morning and dying of an accident, whether it be a motor vehicle accident, falling off of a ladder, having a meteor hit us in the head. We need to realize that life is fragile and COVID-19 is just one more piece. In Minnesota, we have 133 people die every day. Every day we have 133 people die. We've been getting reports of approximately five people dying per day of COVID-19. So perhaps it's not 133 during this dismal, frightening COVID-19 pandemic. But it isn't out of the ballpark. If it's 133 or 138, we are talking about even potential acceptable statistical variation. So Doc, let me ask you this, because I think you're hitting on a very important piece right now, because one of the things you also said that night on the show is, of course, when people are in fear, their brain doesn't fully function or, or function at, at an optimal level. So my question to you is, is who do you feel is responsible for creating this fear? You know, whether you say the media, the government, both, whoever, I'm curious. And then uh, if you had a magic wand, what can we be doing to help mitigate or dissipate the fear that, that's out there? We have succeeded in some areas with this pandemic, but we have failed in a variety of them. And I think one of the areas we have failed is we have let citizens down by not trusting them. We have not been willing to trust them with the real facts. Today, in the Star Tribune, we were told that the Department of Health is no longer gonna focus on a very important metric that's been used in the past. They're not gonna focus on doubling times. Doubling times have looked really good. The amount of time it takes for us to double the number of cases we have has been getting longer and longer, and we compare very favorably to many states. Today in the paper, it says, the Commissioner Malcolm has decided that we're going to focus on deaths per 100,000 people, and that we have 7.7 deaths per 100,000 people. And the Department of Health has indicated that the goal should be less than five. There was not a good explanation as to why we're making this change. If you look at doubling times, Minnesotans could be encouraged. They could be hopeful. They could say, we're making a difference. But all of a sudden, we change to a different metric that says, we're not doing so well. We've got to get the number underneath five, or maybe we're going to have to do some more mitigating initiatives. Maybe we're going to have to close things down. Maybe we'll do a mandatory mask. This kind of ramping up the fear is devastating to people's spirits. And when people's spirits are devastated, their health goes with it. We've absolutely missed this point. So to my way of thinking, some of our leaders in, in positions across the nation, 
are to blame. And and if I if I share some of that blame, I'll own it, Chris. If if I've said things that make people more fearful, then I apologize. I I have tried to look at the hopeful perspective. I've tried to provide context so people don't just tremor in fear because that's not where I want Minnesotans. Thank you so much to Dr. Jensen. There's a lot more to that conversation. So please go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash POV now. We also talked about this whole conversation around masks. I don't know if you've seen, but the Surgeon General back in March said, hey, masks, the data shows masks don't make a difference. Now the Surgeon General is suggesting that you do wear a mask. So as a doctor, I asked him, hey, based on science, do, do masks really make a difference or not? We also talked about should students be going back to school? So fascinating conversation. Again, go to facebook.com forward slash POV now. All right, stay with us. Coming up, Scott Hennon from the What's On Your Mind radio show takes us inside that incredible event from Friday at Mount Rushmore. He was there. Obviously, we'd love to know your point of view. We heard there from Dr. Scott Jensen. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.